58% of Americans accepted the initial offer at their current position without negotiating. So you are definitely not alone if you are struggling to negotiate. This is the Work in Sports Podcast. Here's VP of Content and Engage Learning at WorkinSports.com, Brian Clapp. For those of you that are longtime listeners of this show, I have to say, one of my favorite interviews of all time. I know you've heard me say this before. Fall in love with all my interviews. I know this. But one of my favorites was Jenny Taft. Two weeks ago, Fox Sports reporter, broadcaster, host. She's remarkable. And it was such a fun and engaging conversation, not only about her career path, her history, her decisions, how she got to where she is, but just those little nuggets of advice that can help all of you gain experience, build up your personal brand, and get ready for the job market. Really great interview. So please go back and listen to that one. Tweet at, X at, whatever the heck we want to call it nowadays. X at Jenny and say, I heard you on the Working Sports Podcast and thought it was awesome. Great stuff. Because that's going to help all of us. I want her to feel really good about this experience too. So uh, we had a great conversation. I think you'll really enjoy it. Please go back and listen to it. But today we're handling two fan questions kind of merged into one big topic. The first comes from Janice in Massachusetts. Hey, Brian, I'm a recent college grad who just got my first job offer. I'm stoked about it, but the salary is a little lower than I had hoped. Should I negotiate or just accept it and get cracking? I'm worried if I push too hard, they'll move on to someone else and withdraw the offer. And then the second question comes in from Bill in Pennsylvania. Hey, Brian, I'm a 33-year-old dude who has been working in the sports industry for the last 12 years. I've been with one team this entire time. Now I'm making the jump to a sports marketing agency. I'm excited. The salary is good. Not great. And I really want to negotiate. What is your take on negotiating? I've never done it before, but I want to push this time around as I feel I have more leverage than I did when I first hit the job market. Okay, so Bill, Janice, great questions. I picked both of them because you can see they're both talking about similar subjects. Should I negotiate salary? But they both come at it from very different perspectives. One, fresh graduate, really looking to break into the industry. The other, more established, has a bit of a brand, has a bit of experience, has some things on their resume that are really going to pop. So do they approach this scenario differently. Love this topic. So let's get into this conversation. Before we get into that, I want to give some context. Number one, give yourself some grace if all of this makes you very uncomfortable. I've been in this industry a really long time. I've had many different jobs. I do not like this part. I do not like negotiating salary. I am quick to be offered something and be like, great, let's get started. I'm like the little excited puppy dog, right? I, I don't, I'm not great at this. So my point in bringing that up is like, give yourself a little bit of grace. If you're thinking to yourself, if your first instinct is like, I'm not comfortable in this, so I'm just going to say yes, or I'm not comfortable in this. So I'm just not even planning to negotiate. I understand that perspective. I've lived it. I'm also here to tell you it's important to negotiate. So that's the first caveat. I understand. I empathize with where you're at. I know how awkward this is and how hard it is for people to negotiate and ask for more and ask for things in general, but I'm still going to pitch you on why you should do it. The next part of the context, the number two point I want to make before we really dive in deep is that according to a 2002 survey from Fidelity Investments, I've heard of them. They're, they're pretty impressive. 
58% of Americans accepted the initial offer at their current position without negotiating. So you are definitely not alone if you are struggling to negotiate. However, 80, that was my best Stephen A. Smith impression. However, you, you, something is wrong with you. However, 85% of Americans who did counter on an offer got at least some of what they asked for. So what does that tell you? Everybody's afraid to do it, but those who do get what they want, or at least a little bit of it, a little higher than where they were. So I think you're feeling the importance of this. Now, what's not listed in this survey, but I think is really important to discover is that many of you choose not to negotiate from this narrative fear in your mind that if I ask for something, they may just flat out reject me and rescind the offer. They may literally come back and say, no, I'm not giving you this job anymore. How dare you? That's a narrative we tell ourselves, but it is not based in reality. So let's prove this to you, that negotiating is nearly always a safe and reasonable thing to do. There's a nearly qualifier in there we need to discuss. So I'm going to do that. But first off, I got another survey for you, data, try to prove in my points here. Survey 324 U.S. employers by Expert HR. 89% of surveyed companies were open to negotiating salary after making a job offer. And just 11% weren't willing to negotiate salary at any, at any time. But that doesn't mean that that 11% would rescind the offer. It just means that they would say their offer is firm. We see nothing in there about people rescinding offers. Now, I'm not going to say it never happens. This is why I need to explain that nearly part. I always wonder if I should even bring this part up, but there is that 1% caveat of someone out there, some employer out there who may rescind an offer because you want to negotiate. I'm here to tell you, if that happens, you should consider yourself lucky. Because if you accepted the offer and you went and worked for that company, that would be the company that wouldn't be giving you raises, that would, every time you tried to advocate for yourself, would have a problem with it. If you tried to ask about benefits, if you tried to work through their HR team, if you tried to get performance reviews, everything would be a struggle. If you have a, a organization that is not willing to even hear a negotiation and is not strong enough to say, our offer is firm, take it or leave it then that's not the kind of company you want to work for because it's just going to be problem after problem after problem down the line. So we still have to consider how to negotiate in the right way so that it does not become confrontational. But here are the things you need to look out for first. You got to be mindful of your tone. Sometimes people in a negotiation can come off as a know-it-all or they can come off somewhat disrespectful or adversarial. Employers don't like that, okay? Be cordial. Have a good conversation and be prepared for it. Don't ask for more than 48 hours to think it over. Sometimes somebody will be offered something and they'll be like, let me get back to you. you that time, that clock is ticking. I'm telling you as somebody who hires a lot and is an employer that we have second and third people in mind. If you're going to wait a week, I don't want to wait a week. You have 48 hours to get back to me. And that's not like unreasonable. You have time to think about this. You have time to make a decision that you can be happy with, but don't abuse that. If you start taking more than 48 hours or you're not communicating or whatever, they're going to move on. And that's not them rescinding the offer. That's you having poor performance and not keeping on a regulated timeline. Um, if you start asking for an unrealistic salary that shows you haven't done the research, well, that might go poorly, 
right? Like you're, if you did the research and realized that a job is like a $30,000 a year job and you're like, I will accept nothing under $60,000 a year. Yeah. They might rescind the offer because you're not negotiating in good faith. You're being unrealistic. If you're citing personal reasons for why you want more money, like, oh, I have alimony to pay or I've got, I live in a really expensive condo. Like that's not going to fly. They don't care. They don't care about your debt or your life choices. This is about your performance and how they are willing to pay for it based on market conditions. So getting into that kind of a conversation, any kind of a negotiation based on personal reasons, not going to work. If you try to make counteroffer after counteroffer after counteroffer, like if they, if you counter, like if they give you a salary offer and you counter back and they suggest something and you counter back again and you're just going back and forth after them, it's going to seem like the message is, this is a never ending process. Uh, this is going to be a problem child person. Now I'm going to back away. So don't get all your ducks in a line up front and be ready to go. And if you don't express your, your expectations clearly, if you're not communicating well throughout this entire process, explaining what you want and why you want it, it's, again, it's going gonna, it's gonna to bounce back on you poorly. And then ignoring other aspects of the, the salary and the compensation. So compensation is not just yearly salary. It's also benefits and gym memberships and health club discounts or whatever. So there's a lot of different things that can be looped into uh, your, your benefit, short-term disability, like things of that nature that can really benefit you for the long run. The PTO days, like how many days off do you get per year? One company may be two weeks, another might be five. Like that's a big difference in your compensation package. So look at the whole picture. Okay, so now let's discuss our friends, Janice and Bill. Janice is new to the field. She has recently graduated. She's a young graduate, little, little experience, not a lot on her resume. Janice, I'm sorry, you don't have a ton of leverage. Your best move right now is to do as much research as you possibly can and negotiate within re reason. Now, I, I notice I, I didn't say don't negotiate. I didn't say just accept whatever they give you. I'm just saying you have less leverage, so you have to be a little less aggressive. You can still negotiate and counter, but be reasonable. You still have to do uh, research into the cost of living of where the job is, of the salaries and nationwide. You know, you, there's a lot of different sites out there that will give you salary and salary data and analysis, including iHire and WorkInSports.com. You need to know what the what the industry is willing to pay for the role that you're wanting you're to do, and try to get to that level. Like I think that's a fair and reasonable ask. And you can cite that. You can cite that research and say, you know, I've been doing research on these are my sources. And, and from my understanding, this is a reasonable salary. Um, can we come to that level of an agreement? Nothing wrong with that at all. If that doesn't seem to fly, if they're like, this is a fixed offer, this is the number that we're offering, then try to work in other things. Like I said before, you might be able to work in extra vacation. You might be able to work in a health club membership. You might be able to work in benefits that kick in immediately versus 90 days on the job. Look at other avenues to bump up your compensation package or make your life more comfortable. Now, I know I told you a second ago that your personal stuff doesn't come into your negotiation and it doesn't. But if you do research into the cost of living, you really work through all your bills, your electric bill, your gas bill, your mortgage, your mortgage, your rent, your dog food payments, whatever, all your detail. That has to inform whether you're willing to accept this job. I'm not saying it can be part of the negotiation, but you have to still know whether or not this job even matches up with your expenses. I have had that before. I've had a really good job offer that looked really good on paper. And when I went to do a little bit of research into the cost of living in this area, I mean, it was a nice salary they were offering me. 
And then you look at how expensive it is to look in this, live in this place. And I'm like, there's no chance I'm, I'm going backwards each month. So just because the expenses were that high, you have to know that. And that can inform your decisions, even if it doesn't inform your negotiating tactic. You might just be like, I, I can't, I can't do it. This number doesn't match with my expenses. And I don't think we're going to get there. So you have to sometimes be willing to walk away. So Janice, now that, that should tell you, get in there, negotiate, do your research first and be prepared. Bill, your situation. Further into your career, more experience, more leverage. I will also tell you as a hiring manager who's hired mid-level managers, that process gets a lot harder. It is really hard to bring somebody into your organization that is going to be managing others or in a, a role, a responsible role and, and not know whether they're up to or ready to do the job. You go through the interview process, you do cross-functional, you do a phone, you do a video, you do it in person, you do all these things. You read your, their resume, you go through their cover letter, you read their referrals, you talk to other people and you come to a decision. You're like, this is the person I want to offer this job to. It is hard as a manager to walk away from that. So what does that mean? It means you have leverage. You do. You have the leverage to say, hey, I think within reason, this is a number that's more appropriate for this job. You wouldn't say it like that, but you get my point. It's like you have a little bit of leverage. They've narrowed it down to you being their one. Now, don't overplay that hand because you can piss people off really quick too with all the things I just said before. But if you go in well-researched and reasonable and conversational and positive, they're going to try to meet you at least halfway. So you get a little bit more leverage because as I look, call it from a manager's perspective, you have like a switching cost. It took me three months to figure out that you were the one. Do you think I want to start this process all over again? Hell no. I would rather see you get that extra five grand a year or whatever. Um, so I think you can use that leverage a little bit more. But again, it comes down to you being well-researched, knowing what the job should pay and where their offer is at, if it's reasonable or not, and just really understanding how all, all those other parts of how to negotiate in the right way, really understanding if you're willing to walk away or if you're, you have a, a certain number you really want to hit or what you need to do to get there. But you should feel comfortable, Bill, negotiating. I know this is only your second job, but you've built up experience. You have value. Leverage that. You're going to be happier afterwards. Now, the point I was trying to make in the earlier part about things not to do that I'd like to really bring full circle here is the bottom line. You should be negotiating, but be reasonable. Because even if, if you get into a knockdown, drag out, I think I'm worth this, you should pay me that. Let's say you win that negotiation and they end up fine, we'll pay you. All you've built is a contentious work environment that you're going to kick into. So you need to be focused on the big long term. You want to get in, get the salary that you're worth, be open for promotions and raises and opportunities and growth rather than showing up and being like, that's the jerk that really pushed us up against the wall to get this job. So just be mindful of the way you go about this and how hard you're willing to push. Sometimes you just got to walk away if it's not going to happen rather than create a terrible work environment for yourself moving forward. So just keep that in mind as you go through this process. But please, everyone out there listening, be willing to negotiate. All right. Thank you for the questions, Janice and Bill. You can always send in your questions because I love getting questions from all of you that we can handle on an upcoming edition of our podcast. So thank you for listening and I will see you next week.